Hello, Potter Than Hellions. Welcome. Damn, wrong podcast. Hey, this is Steve from the Potter Than Hell podcast. Welcome to the show. This is the Shout It Out Loud cast. But before we get going, I want to ask my guy something. BC, are you feeling low with no place to go? Yeah, and I'm thinking I'm going to scream. Hey, BB, do you recall Days in the City? Yeah, and I think back, oh, what a pity. And hey, Dylan, do you feel uptight on a Saturday night? Yeah, man, my heater's broken. I am so tired. Well, I'm going to throw another log on the fireplace and listen to the Shout Out Loud cast. Oh, yeah. Steve, stand by my side, and I'll be next to you. Oh, God, shut the fuck up, BC. Just ask Tom, do you want to be dicks and you do the opening? And he said, no. I said, no, I'd rather just be, I'd rather just be dicks. So <laughs> here's your opening, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Hey, what's up there? Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus, another episode of Shout It Out. Loudcast. We are all patriots, and tonight the patriots are world champions. <laughs> Episode 76 Real Kiss Alive 6. What's going on there, Tomas? You all right? You over medicated tonight, or what? I don't What's fucking know. I just wanted right. to change things up and be no. silly. Silly, silly. Dude, we're doing Real Kiss Alive 6. This is amazing. For any new listeners out there, hopefully you've checked in with our back catalog but we haven't done one of these since last august because we were rolling these out for a while at the beginning these are some of our favorite rotation topics so it's been a long time so we're back at it yeah and we'll probably finish up the catalog of these this year we did three last year this is our fourth right version because we started with real kiss alive three yep four five this no. is six that's right because yep. that's how it goes right Reading, writing, arithmetic. Too much homework makes me sick. When it's time to pass the test, kindergarten is the best. That's how we count. Yeah, we've for anybody we we teach people how to count on this show. Fuck. Oh man. Anything new? Anything new? Well, other than this intro, which is just, I don't know what the fuck is going on right now, but no, nothing's new. We're in the middle of a heat wave here in New England, so uh, that's enjoyable. Yeah. We've had a busy, busy time. Yeah. We had, um, although we taped it a while ago, we put on the live cast, Mm -hmm. the episode. Uh, We taped Peace of Mind as a bonus episode. Mm -hmm. We did the Ace Fraley one last week. We taped while while we're taping tomorrow. You will hear this, and it will be yesterday. 
the live cast with the gang, the draft, yep. the band and, draft. And I'm going to be Nostradamus here, Tom. And I'm going to say we went off topic and it was a clusterfuck, but we insulted each other and had fun. That's what I'm guessing happened last night, but in the future tomorrow. What the hell am I looking at? When does this happen in the movie? Now. You're looking at now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? We passed then. When? Just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. Yep. And uh, to add to that prediction, uh, Sonny is going to have the worst band. <laughs> his his picks will be horrible. Just, uh, just on purpose. Those are all of our future predictions. Yeah. All right. If we're going to go like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to predict that I think Sonny will pick somebody just to be a dick. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll, right? he'll probably he'll probably he, he oh, will pick that. Yeah. He will. He will pick anybody that he wants. He'll pick people that everybody else wants. To be a dick. Yeah. I guess I see that happening. <laughs> anyway, what we usually do is get right into what we talked about last week. And that was, hey, me, we were talking about my fucking trouble walking app uh, record. Poor Ace. Be nice to Ace. Ah! Yeah, yeah, no, that, that and, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I was just going to say trouble walking. We got a shitload of feedback on it. Most of it was like positive about the album nobody really shit on it much it was mostly yeah this is my favorite this is my experience this and this and that um what did we get back on uh feedback you have some stuff where, yeah, some st- where are you gonna talk about yeah. first so so some stuff from facebook so we talked i had mentioned this to zeus like when we started when we talked about doing this album review like people love ace people love his solo stuff so i, I had a feeling this would be a hit whether or not people like the album or not but a lot of feedback on people's thoughts on this album. I have to read the comments by our friend here just so he can have his theme music played. So from Facebook, it's Jack Pinocchio. And as long as he keeps commenting we're going to keep reading it. So he, he, so this is interesting. We actually got a couple comments about this. So do you remember when we were talking about the album cover and we're like, what the fuck is Ace yeah, yeah, in his hand? I know. A lot of people said it looks like he's holding like the, the a marionette, like puppet yeah. string type of thing, which looking at it, I guess maybe that's what he's doing. So that's what Jack said. John Clark the fourth said, yes, my favorite Ace album. Um, Grayson also said, talking about the marionette thing. Um, Virgil stay. Another fan said the same thing. He says that it looks like he's holding the marionette controller and the strings go down to the three little aces below because yeah. he has trouble walking, <laughs> whatever. 
he is trouble walking. Yeah. We joke and say that he has trouble walking, but he's saying I am trouble walking. I think he has trouble walking because he's yeah. shit faced yeah. all the time. I think it's the du- little double entendre there. Yeah. So uh, Roger Barnes, I got into it with Roger Barnes here because he ranked the album as great, okay, and awful. He had five card stud in the awful group. And then he had remember me lost in limbo and shot full of rock in the great group. So a lot of different opinions there. Our buddy, David Zanet from Italy. He loves ACE. ACE is his buddy. He had a lot of, a lot of of great things to say about this. Um, So lots of great stuff from, uh, from Facebook. Um, People love that album. So thank you to all the interaction on Facebook from that. Got a couple uh, comments on uh, emails. We got a YouTube comment from uh, a, a fan of the show, Mr. Devin Dungan. Says, great episode, guys. Classic album. We got an email from the great Marty White. This is a good one. He so emailed. Remember- he didn't use, he didn't use you, uh, YouTube. That's right. Yeah, he usually does. That's right. He usually does YouTube. So you remember we were talking about the album, and I brought up how Record Store Day is going to be yeah. releasing like a colored swirl vinyl of Trouble Walking. <laughs> Marty says, hey, guys, I recently heard that Ace puked his brains out and he thought the colors from his swirling pool of vomit would make for a good color scheme from the upcoming vinyl release of trouble walking get yours while it's hot Ah! (laughs) that's nice great listeners as usual so there's some facebook and some uh some youtube YouTube. Vaults are us on Podchaser gave us five stars. I'm giving you five stars, but almost gave you four just because you were busting on Keel. <laughs> I don't even, honestly, it's becoming to the point now where I see a lot of our fellow podcasters, like big fans of Keel, they have Ron Keel on their show. I personally, it's become a joke, and it, I don't mean any disrespect because I don't know anything about Ron Keel. I'm sure he's a great guy, but it's just become one of those punchline bands that you bring up. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Serial Man actually went back to the uh, live cast and commented on Podchaser. Great idea. I really like the fact that it was lighthearted, too. Yep. These three have serious ADHD. Uh, I'm assuming he means AD- <laughs> yeah, ADHD. D, not ADHT, <laughs> but in a fun way, squirrel. Okay. Squirrel? I don't fucking know. I don't even um, know what that means. Yeah. So, and then we have Twitter. Deuce apparently gets a kick out of uh, us saying his name, and his kid gets all like, My dad's <laughs> famous. My dad's famous. Your dad rocks. He's awesome. Absolutely, but, but he absolutely fucking destroyed our timeline between <laughs> him and Steve with their constant fucking back and forth about this episode. Holy Get a room, shit. you two. Get a Holy room. Holy shit. But he did put some funny pictures of a bunch of clowns on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> he asked if it was Kiss Cruise 2021. Or the um, yeah, but him and Steve were just... Holy fucking messages. So the notifications are off the chart. But he did get to put a picture of WC Fields. Oh, and said, is this Ace's nose? The Tip O'Neill nose? (laughs) (laughs) What'd you say? The drunk? The drunken Irish Irish politician (laughs) nose. That's him. And if if you're from from New England or from Boston, you, you know what we're talking about. 
Oh my god. Yeah, we're gonna get in trouble with that one. Um, some, and then he also put a picture of the Batman slap on me saying, "Don't bring me down." Uh, love that song. Uh, Todd Harrig had a couple good comments here talking about that he thought that Peter and apparently a couple other people chimed in too. They they thought Peter sang "Too Young to Die," <laughs> not Richie Scarlet, which I you know maybe. People don't have the album. They don't have the line really? notes or something. Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. Zandon Black says, I haven't listened to the podcast yet, but here's my rankings of the album. Do ya. That is all. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Graham Richley adds another great episode. Love the album reviews. I'm with Zeus on most of his rankings, especially Remember Me, which is one of the best. Dude, the but I do like that- Trouble Walking, the song. Very catchy. The whole album is one of Ace's most consistent. Few duds, but few absolute gems. You were saying, Sean. I'm uh, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt um, you. That I didn't mean to interrupt you. The amount of people that like remember me. Me. Oof. No, I, I know, it. but it's like, ugh. oh, I don't get it. But anyways, Sean DeHaan was again uh, on us about good episode. You're both way off on too young to die. Great song and predates this version by quite a few years. Five card stud Ace's contribute contribution is minimal at best. It's all Mark Ferrari. Ace can't write lyrics like that. As I kind of told him, like, right. what do you like? What do you think that song is written by Bob Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> Bad boys are coming. I mean, he can't write songs like that. It's what? not very difficult. Ace can write songs like that. Well, we're, bre- we're, we're breaking down society's walls or whatever the <laughs> fuck he's relax. There's a lot, a lot of settling down lately with these episodes. Yeah. Uh, JR types uh, trouble walking, looking for his Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> I was a blackout drunk. Michael King tweets best ace album of the 80s. Lots of great songs in return of the Catman. Yep. Uh, Kath B66. Jeff Lynn is amazing. Oof. Okay. <laughs> Brian Rita says, I always thought this was his best solo album, not counting the one he did with when he was in Kiss. Steph Mish, very, very good album. And then Adam Caffery likes to tell us, still have this on CD. Okay. Okay. There you go. So that makes two people that have it on CD, you and him. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the feedback is positive about this. And, then, of course, when we do album reviews, people with the tracks, they're all over the place. Yep. But I thought it was pretty consistent. We had a poll. How would the poll come out? Yep, we had a poll. So we did, we, we did uh, what, what people think is the best song. So the options were Five Card Stud, Do Ya, Hide Your Heart, and Remember Me. And I don't know what is wrong with you people out there, but Do Ya won the poll. <laughs> and Hide Your Heart came in second. Yeah, that's insane. That Remember is... me, got its ass kicked. I think. Oh yeah, and five card stud came in third. I, oh, I don't know, man. Everybody's got their own taste and their opinion, and we love it. But I, I'm I'm shocked that five card stud came in third out of that. But I, I can't believe hide your heart. That many people like that that ace version. But hey, whatever. Did we do a second poll for last week? This week? No, next week. Next week we're uh, hooked up. We did one of our like Tom and Zeus polls. And we, we talked about eighties kiss album openers. And that was the one about animalize opener. I've had enough into the fire versus asylum opener. King of the mountain. What do you think? One, I have the results in front of me. What do you, I've had enough that one, that one 58 to 42%, pretty, pretty good amount of votes. 
A lot of people had a good one. A lot of people had some good ones. They said, um, to our buddy Tony from Restrain, he said, I've had enough is a great time, great tune, love it, clear winner for me. Uh, ridiculous rock record review podcast. He said, I've had enough of King of the Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, funny. A lot, lot of people like, lot, lot, yeah, another one, our buddy JR, he also said the exact same thing. I've had enough of King of the Mountain. A lot of people like both of these. Uh, to me, to me, I've had enough as the clear winner for me. Yeah, you know, I can answer that right now, sir. You know, that'd be no, no for me. Because sit down, Johnson. Yeah. Um, King of the Mountain, I just don't understand that love. But, you know, whatever. Again, everybody's got their own taste, and it's all good. It's all kiss. So that that's cool. No, I, I'm with you on that. What's So in addition to that, what's going on in uh, Kiss World? Well, Kiss World, is uh, it's kind of quiet here, but I, I will a couple things to talk about. So first off, so it's the middle of June, end of June. It's June 18th, Thursday, June 18th. The American leg of the tour has not been canceled. Our our show for Labor Day weekend in September is still on right now. That has not been canceled. And I checked Ticketmaster. Wow. I checked Ticketmaster. I checked KissOnline.com. That hasn't. There's been no decision on it. So as of right now, it is on. Which leads me to my next thing is that Ace Freely has announced some tour dates for August and October of this year. He's okay. He's performing in Pennsylvania August 6th. He's performing in Ohio August 7th. Then he's doing a show October 10th in Indiana. And he's performing in Atlantic City on October 23rd. So, I don't know. Maybe some of these venues are going to slowly start opening. I, I don't know. It, it's interesting that Ace is announcing new dates and Kiss, their American leg in the fall, is still up and running. So, we'll see about that. Um I know we had a little bit of things here regarding Bruce that you wanted to bring up. Oh, so last night Bruce put uh, a message in on social media about his, you know, what he's going through with Bob and, you know, the gathering of his belongings. And he wrote this heartfelt message about what's going on in his mind and what he's been dealing with. I, I thought it was so touching and moving. You know, I, I, I couldn't help but reaching out. And, you know, he gave some kind words. Thank you for the sentiments. And uh, but I I thought it was, you know, I don't know. I got real emotional when I saw the part where he talked about that friends had reached out to him to tell him that Bob was saying, oh, I know my brother will take care of my things afterwards. Like, like, you know, they were. There was that tension in the media. There was all that stuff going on, but that deep down, he knew his brother would come for him because that's the kind of guy Bruce is. He's a stand-up guy. He's the classiest guy. Looking at that too, he's sharing this stuff with the Kiss Army. Can you imagine anybody else sharing this stuff with the Kiss Army? We'll get to that. To me, it's like he's like above and beyond generous with the fans. He is such a class and a gentleman. I I can't say enough. And obviously it's painful stuff that him and his family are going through. I just felt that him sharing that stuff was something that he let the kiss fans in on because he knows it's important and he cares about us. And I felt I needed to tell him. And if you go look at his message that he left, I'm sure it'll move you too. Um, not just about, you know, making sure his brother's music and his legacy is known, but that don't worry about it. They didn't leave things. They may have some, in some tension there, but 
deep down they didn't leave things on bad terms. He's at peace with what happened, and he's okay. And he's going to be sharing a lot of Bob's memories, a lot of Bob's memorabilia, a lot of Bob's stories in the future with everybody. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So God bless Bruce. God bless Bob. May his uh, memory be eternal. And uh, that's all I've got to say. Tom, I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, so anybody that's listened to our show, um, I always talk about how much I absolutely love everything about Bruce. Um, music, musicianship and personality. And this just kind of reinforced that. Like Zeus said, you know, just a class guy, just a good human being, a decent man. Um, you know, he didn't have to go on social media and write all that, but he knows that he has fans and he doesn't take his fans for granted. He appreciates his fans. He respects his fans and he knows that his fans like us and like you, you know, were heartbroken about the passing of his brother, Bob, and, and that we shared those sentiments with Bruce and Bruce was grateful for that. And in turn, he shows that appreciation by letting us know how he's doing and how he's handling this and posting pictures of Bob. And like Zeus said, you know, sharing some, semi-personal information about what happened with him and his brother. And I just think it just speaks volumes of the kind of man that he is. It's just, just amazing. And it just reinforces my love for Bruce. Um, just a great guy. And, you know, I, I you know, I don't want to veer off in, 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 into other things right now about how I feel about other members of the band, but, you know, that's just how I feel about Bruce. Well, you don't think showing pictures of me stretching in my backyard is, is, is emotional and relatable to the fans. Perfect segue. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Dude, I'm telling you right now, uh, this this segment right here, if anybody goes all the way back to episode one, and we, we, we keep refreshing this term, we say we're not kiss foot rubbers and bootlickers. Let me tell you, since this virus pandemic thing has taken over, Paul Stanley, for me, this is me personally, I'm not speaking for Zeus or the show, I'm speaking for me, he has become 
insufferable to me. I know people love him. He's the star child. Posting pictures of him shirtless with tight pants on. You know, I used to wear little shorts on the job and whatnot. <laughs> with o- over some mountain vista, making sure that when the end of the road tour continues, I'm ready. Dude, look, other than yeah. I just. It's just uh, this is three weeks in a row where I'm bashing Paul, and I just he just sets himself up. Say and I it, think say that's what why, you want to say. Say what you want to say. And, and and I think that's why he told that person on Twitter last week to fuck off, because that person on Twitter touched a nerve. He is yeah. being pretentious. And when that and and that other thing he did earlier in the week when somebody said, "Oh, who are some of your favorite artists when you're feeling down in the dump?" But he retweets it and he names off these Motown artists, which are great. No, no, but then he starts couple, naming like, then he starts naming like these obscure like, Pavarotti like, or I'm something. Like, dude, I'm like, dude, you are a pretentious motherfucker. Okay, like, yeah, we know you're Paul Stanley, your soul station, everything. But enough. He's really annoying me. I love Kiss, and I'm gonna, I'm still gonna <laughs> keep loving Kiss. But he's just become a fucking pain in the ass to me. And this picture of him, I'm like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> fucking get out of here with this. Get the fuck out of my face with that bullshit. It's just annoying shit. You don't like quarantine, Paul. Exactly. No, I don't. I like <laughs> Kiss on tour, Paul. Yes. Um, he started off strong with you, though. He was doing great with those videos. Those videos are gone. Now he's just doing fucking the Paul Stanley workout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jesus Christ. All right. I know you want to get that off your chest. Thanks for setting me up with the layup. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I know. Now that you're all worked up, what do you yeah. got to do? I know it's true. It, 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 I'm worked up. It, it's getting hot. I see that picture of Paul with no shirt on and tight <laughs> pants. I can't help but thinking about going to my favorite website because okay. free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up the bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code LOUDCAST at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and that third item you will both enjoy, and the greatest of all, those six free spicy movies and free shipping, promo code LOUDCAST, Adam and Eve com. There you go. Perfect. So we're doing a real Kiss Alive six, and in this situation, what we do is we go on the 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 premise that every three albums, Kiss would do basically a live album. So what what we went by was the first three, obviously. You got Alive. The second three, you got Alive 2. Then we took, and what was Kiss Alive 3, we called it the real Kiss Alive. And uh, we took, I think, the solo albums, Tom. Yep. Dynasty. And uh, I think, uh, what do you call it? Unmasked. Uh, side 4. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, correct. Yep, that's right. Side 4 of Alive 2, four solo albums and Dynasty. Yeah. And yep. then we went to Real Kiss Alive 4. Yep. We took this oh. one. I think this one was the one that people were like, what the fuck? You I love this one. came up with this idea. I'm like, I lo- yeah. I, I was a fan of this one. 
so we took unmasked um <laughs> the elder the elder in killers it's a great album I thought that I, I actually, if I was going to buy one, I'd probably buy that one. Yeah, it was great. So real kiss alive five became creatures of the night. Mm-hmm. Lick it up and burn, um, burn, bitch, burn. <laughs> I'm looking at the fucking, yeah. And just burn, bitch, burn from animalize. Just that. Um, and animalize. Yep. So in order to make this kind of work, and have it split with three. We're going this time with Asylum, Crazy Nights, and Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits. <laughs> because, do you want to tell everybody why we're doing that and how the numbers jive at the with what we're pursuing? Because number seven will be Hot in the Shade, Revenge, and obviously carnival souls which works because it's the three non-makeup ones in a row again and then the last one will be all makeup ones um psycho circus sonic boom and monster so it just worked so this one (laughs) this one was a little tough two albums plus uh you know the the couple that you have on smashes thrashes and hits and we have a concert that we're gonna do and Tom, you're going to say how you want to do it, and I'm going to say how I want to do it. So you each we each do 15 songs, I believe we do in our concert. Yep. And um, I don't know what did we do last time? Did you lead off? I lead off. What do you want me to do? I cannot remember. I cannot believe it's been this long since we've since we've done one of these. You can. Why don't you go? You take off. Okay. So number one. To open my Kiss Alive after, yes, they will say, you wanted the best, you got the best. They will do, you will hear this. of the song but people do seem to love it the crowd seems to love this uh eric carr's drums will open up the set and you'll hear king of the mountain that's how i'm going to open up my concert wow, king of the mountain okay. is my opener okay interesting opener it's a killer opener with eric's drums 
So yeah, so like Zeus said, so when we put this set list together, we're not just we're trying to set it up like as a as a regular concert, you know, with an on with encores, you know, an opener, like kind of a, a flow to a, a normal set list. So for me, this is how my Alive Six is going to open up. Again, not a huge fan of a song, but a great way to open it. Get the crowd all excited and fired up, and that's Crazy Nights. That's what's going to okay. open up. That's what's going to open up the show. Because even though Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits is part of this, this would primarily be like maybe a Crazy Nights type of show. But that's that's a big song. Get the fans excited, and you know, at that time, the song was a hit. It still kind of is. Yeah, for me, it's too slow. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I just felt it was too slow to start and get the crowd into it. It's, okay, it's you know, feel like you're you're talking about going. You're you're seeing like a Richard Marks concert if that was Ooh. opening up. Wow, so like that would be hard for him. But this is kind of soft for Kiss to open up a concert. Yeah, but it's got that anthemic, you know, opener. Get the crowd involved right off the bat. But I I know what you, I see what you're saying. Okay, number two for me. Um. They don't stop. They go right into it. And that's this. Deep cut that I really love off Crazy uh, Crazy Nights. That's Hell or High Water, Gene. Great song. Great song. So you turn the microphone over to Gene right away. Okay. Yep. Okay. I love that song. We, we've said this before. We're, I think we're in the minority that some of those the Gene songs may stand out more than the Paul songs on that album. Yes. A lot yes. of them. Um, so for me, number two, I'm going to stick with the Star Child. So we open up with Crazy Nights. And we're going to roll into this one.
get the crowd a little dirty here. We're going to stay, um, not, not stay with, we're going to go to Asylum, and we're going to do uh all night for number two. Get the all crowd a little exclamation dirty. point. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Because he says the exclamation point in the song, <laughs> yes. Uh, exclamation point all, all night. night. That's <laughs> it. Yep. Uh, I like the song. It's catchy as hell. Um, but, I know. Well, I, know. I think the, all I, these I, songs are difficult. They're not like I know. they're not like rockers or nope. sing-alongs. They're good, catchy pop rock songs. You know what I mean? So yeah. when we're used to like, this is all different because they don't play any of this shit. This it, is not how a Kiss, this is not how a Kiss concert would go. This no. is not how they go, basically. Right. But we're using our imagination. And so I'm imagining that play song one, play song two, right into song three. Go. Yes, Tom, just like in the bonus episodes, you make me rock hard. God almighty. You know, it's funny because that song, I I might be in the minority here and I'll be prepared to take a beating. I think that song takes a beating because of its title. I don't, I don't think it's that bad of a song. It's just catchy. It's just so stupid. Maybe they're stupid. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the, the lyrics, like. Oh, what does he mean? Does he mean he makes me rock hard like rock music or he makes me rock hard? Like it's like, uh, we get it, Paul. You're so clever. You're so clever. Uh, I love the story Jericho told us how he talked with Desmond Child. Oh, yeah. And, and he ahead. talked to them and he's like, oh, yeah. Like right off the bat, yeah. it's like, yeah, there was one song that I did was just embarrassingly bad. I didn't think Paul thought it was serious. And I guess he did it. And he put it on the album. Why like, well, would. Why would Desmond Child not think that Paul would love that song? That's Paul Stanley. Like, all well, that's perfect Paul. <laughs> and and like he told Paul, and Paul's like, what? <laughs> well, I, th- I, think it, I think it's a terrific song. What do you mean? The lyrics are fantastic. Fantastic. A towel? Yeah. But meanwhile, he'll, he'll shit on, like, stuff that we do like. Oh, like, yeah. Of course. Right? Yeah. On, like, uh, some of the songs from The Elder or. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he won't. But he's a fan of you. Make me rock hard. <laughs> okay, where are you going, number three? So number three, we're gonna turn the microphone over to Gene. It's his turn, and a uh, a song that I love off of Asylum. Here we go.
secretly cruel. I love that song. I'm telling you, Gene takes a beating in the 80s. I know they're not I know they're not demon songs. We say it all the time. But I think they're catchy, hooky songs. I think this one is a great one. I am in complete agreement with you. It's a fantastic song. It is. I don't have a problem where you put it either. I just wanted I, to get like Gene it. involved early. You know? Yep. Yeah. So for me, when they do the first three. That's when it slows down and Paul grabs the mic. People, how you doing, people? Boston, <laughs> are we gonna be in an asylum tonight? Ugh, Paul. And if you are an asylum, we all gonna be in it together, so you Ugh. won't be lonely. Hit it. <laughs> After the intro, Paul stage banter, they go right into Who Wants to Be Lonely. Great song. Can't beat that. I love it. I love it. They call me Rubberneck. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It, it. It's funny because I think people, we, I think we we bashed. Did you say people? People. We, we bashed Asylum so much early on, kind of as a goof because we knew our friend Poonie liked the album. And Sonny Cooney, what a piece of shit that guy is. <laughs> but it, it, the, I think the good, I've said this before, the good songs on Asylum, I think, are really good. The bad songs on Asylum are really bad. It's just yeah. a very uneven album for me. But I think Who Wants to Be Lonely is a standout for yeah. me. I, I love that song. Yep. All right. So we're four at number four. Number four for me. So we're going to speed it up a little bit here. Up and down and speeding all over. And I was speeding all over my neighborhood, right. up and down and speeding all over. So we're going from secretly cruel, and we're going to show off Bruce Kulick's chops here on number four.
back-to-back Gene with a little Bruce showing off. That is no, no, no. A you crazy hate that song. Well, it's you funny. like it now because of quarantine. Ex- that's exactly true. And I give credit to Jericho because when I heard... Well, there was, he was more than just Jericho on that track. No, no, no. But when I heard that he was doing this song, I was like, oh, God. But then I listened to it, and then I listened to the Kiss version, like... All right, maybe I underestimated that song. It, it, it's a good song, and I, I think Gene sounds good on it. Gene sounds really good on it, but Bruce just kills it on that song. Oh, Don't you I'm, love that beginning part? And it's weird, because I'm not a fast Kiss fan, but something about this song, I, I like it. I like it. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I like how you put it, but you put two Gene songs in a row. Yep. Really? Yep. yep. Because Gene was, there was a lot of Gene stuff in the 80s. I mean, and and I think they probably wanted to maybe try to push. I'm kind of getting in the mindset of if this album came out in '88 okay. or whatever. Yeah, you know, trying to push the Gene stuff and get get some of the deeper cuts. You know, because like you said, not a lot of these songs. I mean, the hits stand out, but after that, a lot of these songs, like no one knows. Yeah, no, and uh, you know, let's give credit to the rest of the gang. Joe McGinnis is in there, PJ. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and Kent, the drummer, they do a great job on that quarantine. Check it out. And can't wait for Heart of Chrome to come out from them, too, coming up yep. next. Yep. So we're up to song number five for me. Now, I absolutely love this one. Go. is so good on that i think it's fantastic i don't know what he's going to be doing but i think it's during that time because this isn't if first of all let's talk about it his voice is fantastic this is not the gene growl voice but on crazy nights thief in the night is maybe the heaviest his voice a little growling but good girl gone bad and the rest of the songs that he does this is a different Gene voice. And so I don't know what, what we would get with this. Maybe you're looking at him doing fire or a bass solo. But this is where he would do it because I think the bass on this is fantastic. And I love the song. Oh, uh, we, we, we both are huge fans of this song. And, you know, and you're right. During the, we said it before. During the 80s, Gene wasn't really the demon. He, he became more of a, of a singer. 
And he's definitely like singing on this song. His voice is definitely different. And I love it. It's, a, it's yeah, an awesome song. Yeah, that Hello High Water and yep. that voice. It's, it, yep. it's a great shot. You can't, you never tell that that's the guy singing Unholy. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Right. Yeah. Yep. So that's my number five, Tom. Where are you at? Number five, we're going to go back to uh, the Star Child here. We're going to get a little dirty and a little silly. 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 Here. So here we go at number five. Wow. to shoot the crowd down with his love gun because he wants to bang bang you oh, oh my I, god the song is so i i'm sorry it's it, it's a it, it i'm not going to tell you that it's a great song i'm not even going to tell you that it's necessarily a good song it's just to me a catchy song that goddamn chorus is so stupid but when you hear it you just can't help singing it i, I just i just love i love paul in this song you can't help being upset that they wrote a song. Well, well that too. It, I'm getting shoot you. Up. But I like the callback to Love Gun. That's what I like about it. Yeah, because I remembered, I'm telling you, I was buying all the Hit Parader and Circus yep. magazines. And, and I, uh, something, I forget the name of the title that they were going to do. But I remember them talking about it. And remember Paul saying, like, yeah, this album is very much like Destroyer and stuff. <laughs> like, Crazy Nights was going to be like Destroyer And I don't know for some reason I thought When Your Walls Came Down was a little bit like it Um And then you know the Bang Bang You Reference to you know Love Gun so I'm like Okay it's not Destroyer but Is is that what he means It's not Destroyer It's a 70s reference I don't don't know I don't know what that he was doing He was trying hard to sell it but that ain't Yeah Crazy Nights ain't on the same planet as Destroyer. And I like, <laughs> no. crazy, I like Crazy Nights, but come on now. Yeah, let's not get a little bit out of control here. Um, so, number six to me, Tom. So, from Good Girl Gone Bad, we're going to have our first duplicate. We're going right to Uh All Night. Okay, number six. All right. So, number six for me... Another duplicate You opened up with this I have it in the middle of the show And that is King of the Mountain Okay Got that in the middle Yep Alright So Number seven for me Um We're gonna slow it down a little bit And Somebody in the background Will be playing the keyboards To this
That's reason to live. Oh, you have it in the middle of the set. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have reason to live in the middle of the set, getting everybody in the mood. Everyone has the lighters because we don't have iPhones at the time. The lighters are out. The good right? old days. Yep. Yeah. So okay. that's where I'm going next. Any way you slice, uh, any way you slice it. Reason to live. That's a great song too. Number seven for me is another duplicate, and that is another. We talked about how much we love this song from Gene, and that is "Good Girl Gone Bad." Number seven for me. Oh, love that song. Yep, such a great tune. Yep. After "Reason to Live," Tom, we're on the duplicate stage. Shocking, since we're only picking between two and a quarter albums. Uh, yep. I went with no, no, no. And okay. this is where Bruce does his solo. Okay, good one. Yeah, number eight. And that was to you. Number number eight for me. So we just did Gene with "Good Girl Gone Bad." Now we're gonna go for some soaring vocals from the Star Child and a favorite of mine and Mr. Chris Jericho. Here we go. right it's my way i want to see and hear paul sing this live i love this song because he's gonna walk like he walks talk like he talks my way that is fucking terrible (laughs) that's one of the reasons why i picked it so i can hear you shit on it that is Uh, completely terrible i love that the keyboards are a little bit out of control if but. you were at a concert and he played a kiss concert and they didn't play fucking rock and roll all night to play my way well, i didn't getting, say that someone's getting hurt i didn't say that i'd rather hear my way than rock and roll all night but I'm, i like my way i always have oh my goodness ugliness 
Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> trying to get that Wait. taste out of my mouth. Number oh. nine for me, another duplicate. Secretly cruel. Love that fucking song. Yep. Love it. One. Yep. Love that. Uh number nine for me. Another duplicate here, of course, is going to be a lot with the amount of songs to pick from, and that is You Make Me Rock Hard. <laughs> I want, I'd love to see uh, – maybe we should have researched this. Has, was that ever played live? Like ever? Oh. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, Go ahead. That was, that, now we're up to my number 10. After Secretly Cruel, we're going to this. Yes, Tom. Let's put the X in sex. Surprise! You put it there. Like, okay. Yeah, I want to put something in the middle, in, towards the end, kind of give the crowd something to get pumped up again, like a hit or something that will get the crowd. I don't want it to go keep deep cuts, deep cuts. Give them some, um, you know, no, 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 secretly cruel. I want to put another kind of. Song in there, so I put let's put the X in sex, okay. All right, so I'm gonna go back to uh the demon. And... I thought you're gonna go back to the stone. Oh, god, I loathe that album review. Hey, what I like it. Oh, god, eat your heart out, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this whole fucking episode will fall apart if you do that. All right. All right, so we're going to go back to the demon here and uh, speed it up with a fucking flying. Drove it through the tolls, no stopping, no nothing. I'm good. Speed it up a little bit more with a uh, another deep cut off of Asylum. I love this song. Here we go.
any way you slice it. Oh, again, another great Gene song that no one talks about. Big fan of this one. Love this song. I like the song. Um, yep. And then you start getting to the point where I, this is really the issue that I was having. And I really like the song. I'm not saying I don't have it on there, but I'm just, I, I was starting to get very Gene heavy. I didn't realize. Oh, yeah. Me too. I noticed the same. You're right. Because there's a lot of Gene songs in the 80s. A lot of that them. That I like. You know, yep. I just, to me, I think they stand out. And so. This- and this would also be the song. I know it's probably a little bit late in the set list, but this would be the song where Bruce would uh, would rip off a solo some at some part. And this this would be that song. Okay. Yep. Um. Then, for me, we're gonna go to this. For crazy nights, thief in the night. Oh yeah, I, that did not make my set list. Spoiler alert! But I love that song. Another another Gene heavy song. I put the drum solo in there. Okay. Yep. Okay. Not that it's big drumming there, but, yeah, but I, I just I had to put it in somewhere. There's nothing really much other than King of the Mountain. I would have, but I just I'm doing that at the beginning. I don't think right. a drum solo lead off a concert would really work. That would not be effective. Yeah, uh, so Thief in the Night is my 11th. Okay, 11 for me, a uh, duplicate. I have a feeling the rest of these set lists are going to be all duplicates because I'm looking at the songs and we haven't picked, neither one of us have picked them. But number 11 for me is duplicate, and that is Who Wants to Be Lonely? Okay. So now for me, this is how I, I do my albums a little different than you do, Tom. This is the set closer. This is Kissel. Okay. And you've already had it. You opened your concert up with it. Oh, okay. I'm going Crazy Nights as my as the closing song. Okay. Okay. I so, just feel like it, you know, at this point, people are like, oh, it's crazy nights. Oh, you know, it's popish and stuff. Yep. Thank you. Good night. We love you. Ugh. Do you though, really? <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, so good? Yeah. Then, you know, they just walk off the stage. Gene says. 
give me 10 minutes. I've got to take a dump. Oh, God. So we're setting our, our set list up the same way. This is going to be my set closer, and then you'll have a three-song encore. So for my set closer, kind of go out on a high note and get everybody all hot and bothered, and this is Let's Put the X in Sex. That's, okay. where, I have, that's where I have that. <clears throat> and I can see that. Yep. Kind of end it with like, because that was, that was a hit at that time, end with like a hit. People are going crazy, and then they'll come back in for that three-song encore. Are they going to do like Motley Crue where they close up on a girl and two guys lift her shirt up and show her boobs? Hopefully. It is the yeah. 80s. It's <laughs> a sexual assault put in a fucking video. All right. Well, uh, then I don't want that to happen. Then. Yeah. So 13 for me. This is the kind of shit that is going to drive you crazy that I do. All right. So number 13 for me, a piano gets brought out. And Eric Carr comes over and he plays Beth. like he did from smashes thrashes and hits i wanted to change it up and add as many songs as i could to split it and technically that's a different song so i put beth with eric carr singing it as you had okay you know what and that 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 it's fair game because it was on smashes thrashes so they did it um and it's and it gives eric carr a vocal Exactly. Change it up a bit. Yep. Fair. Okay. So for me, we open up my encore with the hit from Asylum. Here we go.
So they come out and they do Tears Are Falling right here for me. Okay. Uh, I don't have a problem where you put it. Uh, obviously, I think it would make my, it's going to make my list. Oh, yeah. Uh, because that's up next for me. So okay. right after Beth, they go into Tears Are Falling for me. Okay. So the next one in the encore, slow it down for the for the big pop ballad hit. You already had it previously in your regular set list, and that is Reason to Live. Yeah, I figured you would put it there. And yep, we're obviously and we're so. obvi- and we're obviously gonna have the same closer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the best maybe best song they did in that eighties era, that era. The yep. catchiest. What a way. And I'm thinking confetti's flying, kiss balloons everywhere. the night leave get people to friggin leave on a high note absolutely and it's amazing how and maybe it's just because maybe i've noticed it more just because since we've been doing this podcast and we're just so immersed in kiss stuff but how and i think jericho said it too maybe how is this not a hit how was this not a hit it's got everything that you want in 80s pop metal you know it's got the unbelievable hooky chorus it's got a hooky bridge it's got Everything you want, and it just it. I think it was because it was Kiss. If this was yeah. Bon Jovi, this would have been a number one hit. Yeah, no, you know, I'm with you it, on it. it. It's it's too bad because it's such an amazing, fun song. And like you said, to close out a concert with this, with the balloons, the confetti, people be going crazy. A great way to end a show. So I know the songs I didn't put on mine. Yep, I didn't put on anywhere you slice it. Trial by fire. I'm alive. Love's a deadly weapon. Radar for love. I'll fight hell. Bang, bang you my way when your walls come down. If I did two songs, let's say, uh, honorable mentions, anywhere you slice it. The problem is I felt my album was too gene heavy. And I wasn't sure what to take out for. for I mean, honestly, I was like, I have to have the songs I definitely want. They're not hits, but they're my favorite of gene songs. Hell High Water. And uh, Good Girl Gone Bad, Secretly Cruel. I just like them more than any way you slice it. But that's a great song. But then when you get into it, and No, No, No works because of the solo. Yep. I'm like, the one song that Paul, like, I can't take these Paul songs on. They're all the, the hits. Except for King of the Mountain. But for me, that makes sense as the opener. So I didn't know which way to go. So I took any uh, any way you slice it. If I had to pick something else, Tom, you know what I would put in there? I'll be honest with you. I would put I'm Alive. Because that's a fast, that's a fast rock and kiss song. Yeah. Those are the two I would probably put. Horrible song. 
Well, um, it's, it's a thousand times better than I'll fight hell, bang, bang you, my way. Um, love's a deadly not, weapon. It is not better Radar than for love or bang, bang you. I, I just think Trial by Fire is not a song for the for Contra. Trial by, Trial by Fire is not a bad song. It would not have translated well live. Yeah, uh, exactly. I like when no. your walls come down, but I think diddle diddle. Oh God <laughs> Almighty! I I think I think I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of the song. I don't even know if I'm a fan of the song at all. But I think for the era, I think it maybe could have worked live. I think if they did Radar for Love live, I think oh. I think I know it's I know I know. Oh, it's is not that a, your honorable mention? Radar no, no, for no, Love? No 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 no. You no, have no, two. What do you no, got? No, my honorable mention would probably be Thief in the Night, which you had. Um, I know it, it's a Gene song, and then I would probably put on, um, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go with Radar for Love. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of it, but Ugh. I think that I think that era. I think the guitar. I think Paul with the vocals, you know, kind of doing the Zeppelin routine. I think the song would have translated well live, maybe just because it would have been '87, '88. Wait a minute, not, not, what? Did you not put in Hell or High Water? Um. Ew. No, I, I took I took it off my list. I had and it. You want to hear Radar for Love than Hell or High Water? No, I guess you corrected me. I, that would probably be an honorable mention over Radar for Love. All right, because I'm but, like, wait a minute. But, but I, I had there was stuff you didn't take of mine. I ha- I love Hell or High Water, but there was too much. Like you said, I didn't want the set list to be super Gene heavy. And it's not really that much. I love the song, but it's not really a concert type song. It's not. It's, it's kind of a, mellow. It's a good rock song. It is. These- yeah. That's why that's why I had secretly cruel in any way you slice it. They're more upbeat rockers. Yeah. I mean I did have I, I did have good girl gone bad. Uh, but yeah. Um but yeah, that, the gene stuff I really like. But so I know I'm what you mean. Trying to look at your list what you didn't take. Yep. I we've had so, we have both had all the Yeah, but like you didn't take you you didn't take you know, you did take King of the Mountain. You did take did. any way you slice it, right? Right. You didn't yep. take Trial by Fire. No, you didn't I didn't take, think that would um, be a live song. I'm Alive, Love's a Deadly Weapon, Radar for Love, right? Nope. nope. And then on Crazy Nights, you didn't take I'll Fight Hell. Thank God Fuck you didn't that, take that. That was horrible. Um, didn't, you didn't walls take come high, down. Hell of High Water, but you put on your honorable mentions. When Your Walls Come Down and uh, Thief in the Night's an honorable mention. And then yep. you didn't take like I put Beth. Okay, no. whatever. But well, we so, we both took the we both took the new tracks off of Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits. Yep. So let me read the list. Tom, you open up with Crazy Nights, uh, All Night, Secretly Cruel, No, 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 Bang Bang You, King of the Mountain, Good Girl Gone Bad, My Way, You Make Me Rock Hard, Any Way You Slice It, Who Wants to Be Lonely, Let's Put the X in Sex, Tears Are Falling, Reason to Live, Turn on the Night with Thief. In the night, in in uh, hell or high water, as your honorable mentions. Me, I took open up with King of the Mountain, hell or high water. You make me rock hard. Who wants to be lonely? Good girl gone bad. Uh, all night. Reason to live? No, no, no. Secretly cruel. Let's put the X in sex. Thief in the night. Crazy nights. Beth. Tears are falling. Turn on the night. Honorable mentions. Any way you slice it, and I'm alive. Nice. Wow. Yeah, and it's fun. It, it's funny because um, he's a funny little kid. He's telling me he's got all kinds of problems now. He can't sleep. He's always touching himself and pulling at his pants. What's the problem up there, Shelley? Anybody out there that's kind of like a vinyl geek? I'm sure there's CD versions out there, but if you go on eBay or anybody out there, I'm sure you guys are in the Kiss collection groups or anything. No! 
there's there there are live recordings like bootleg live albums that kind of encompass this era you know sound uh, the official soundboard recordings and stuff that you can get i'm sure the cds are out there too but it'd, it'd be interesting you know I, I always wonder and maybe we can get somebody to help us answer this like why they never did an 80s live album i know that when we had greg prado on talking about in his book take it off about kiss unmasked you know non-makeup you know, they were talking about how the 80s weren't, there weren't a lot of live albums in the 80s. Maybe that was the reason why, but it's just a missed opportunity to have had Eric Carr on a live album. Yeah, because Animalize came out as basically the second yep. non-makeup. They yep. should have went deeper and did one right up because the Hot in the Shade tour was huge. Absolutely. And, and I that should have been the, the live album. And Hot in the Shade tour would encompass that 80s poppish shit because revenge is very different heavy very heavy crazy nights hot in the shade and stuff revenge is more line lick it up and stuff yep. but they needed to put something there I, i'm in agreement with you yeah. buddy yep. but this these albums these episodes are always fun love doing them um so i uh i commend you on your list uh, i hope you guys can give us your list not really much to argue about maybe you guys want to talk about you know places in the songs maybe something would be a solo or an idea what gene would do but you know yep. it is what it is yep tom do you got a question this week we do and it's kind of uh well i don't want to say it's topical but it's an interesting one it's a little bit somber shall we say but so this comes from our friend lance lumley via email and you can reach us email shout it out loudcast at gmail.com his question is if Eric, there's there's varying stories about the facts behind this kind of question, but I guess we'll just give our opinions because we don't really know the truth. My question is, if Eric was not sick, do you think he would have stayed in Kiss, or do you think he and the band would have parted ways? I know that there are stories that he thought Eric Singer was going to take his job anyways, so it's something to play the what-if game with. What do you think? Okay, I can tell you, I think in my mind, if someone said, here is, you know, if, if in order for this to come true, your life is at stake, what would you say? I would say I would bet my life that Peter Chris was coming back after the after that. Absolutely. Whether he stayed, I don't believe so. I think Eric Carr would be called back. What would be confusing would be, would Eric put on the Fox or would he put on the Catman makeup. That's where the problem is. And then if who left first, Ace or Peter? Because if Ace left first, then do they replace? They don't have a replacement for Ace's makeup. Whereas they have the option for Eric to come for Peter to put on the Fox or the Catman makeup. It would be really interesting. I have no idea how to answer that. And I have no idea what Gene and Paul would do. Uh, but I definitely think they would have invited Peter back. Okay, so you're looking at it from the angle of the reunion as opposed to I'm looking at it from Eric Eric passed away and then Eric Singer came in for revenge. So you're looking at it as like Peter takes over for the reunion would they have brought Eric Carr back? I guess I'm I guess I'm looking yeah, at Yeah, like it I'm just, I think I thought uh, the question was like if Eric didn't die what would they have done? Well, right, and I think the the way I the way I took Lance's question was: if Eric didn't die, would Eric Singer still have taken over for revenge? Would they have pushed? Oh Eric no, Carr absolutely out? not, okay. absolutely not. Okay, no. Uh, I I agree with 
I agree with you on that, but I think that if the if the reunion, you know, Eric Carr, it doesn't get sick and he stays with the band and he's on there for revenge and he's on there for Carnival of Souls and then they do the reunion with Peter. There's this once the reunion was over, I, that would have been it. I think then you would have went back to, um. You, well, hey, the other question is about Bruce and and Tommy, but we'll maybe we'll save that for another episode. But I think if I think Eric would the Eric would have stayed, I think Eric would have stayed. And you're right; it would have been interesting. Would he have worn the fox makeup or the Catman? Because Eric Carr would be like, well, "Wait a minute, you gave me original makeup. I was the fox. Why am I going to wear the Catman makeup when I never wore it before?" So and that would have been have, an, and I could get revenue by you putting my makeup on. Oh, you mean like the. Buying- you talking about the unmasked T-shirt that Kiss put out with the fucking blacked out Eric Carr on it? That one? Yeah. I don't know what the story is with that. More knowledgeable kind of, people than us will probably tell us. Right, right, right. Some kind of legality shit, but yeah. Yeah. Tom, good where question. can people find? Good, yeah. Good, I'm great sorry, one, I'm so, I was just going to say, Lance, thank you for the question. Thanks for always with the interaction. Good stuff. Where can people find us? So I gave you the email address that is shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. You can check us out on all the social medias, the Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, we are part of the Pantheon podcast group, and the show can be heard everywhere you listen to your podcasts. If there's a particular podcast platform or app that you can't find us, let us know, and we'll find out what's going on. But I'm pretty sure we are everywhere. Particular? Listen, who am I going to be working with? Because I, I, you know, I'm very particular about who I work with, my helpers. You're very particular when you work about your helpers. That's right. Particular? Okay. Um, yeah, we are also, so we are on Pantheon, the yep. Pantheon po- podcast. <laughs> um, Click T-Shop, did you mention them? I did not. Go ahead and talk about them. We love them. That's, that's our good friend, Ed, Ed Spangenberg. He does click T shop, K L I C K T E E S H O P dot com. Ed has all those great kiss theme like uh, t shirts, but more importantly, he has what? He has shouted out loudcast gear because he designed our awesome logo that we have. Yeah. Ed's a great guy, and you probably heard him from last night's episode, even though it's tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, please go support him. Uh, take out what he has. He's a great guy. He has a great product and uh, friend of the show. So please go support Ed and click T Shop. Absolutely. Um, the uh, you know, and the other thing is, I always like to tell people, remind it is just the emails. We love the correspondence. Shout it out loudcast at gmail dot com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail dot com. And then the reviews. The reviews are the other big part. So we get five-star reviews on podchaser.com, P-O-D-C-H-A-S-E-R.com, podchaser.com. And then, of course, iTunes. That's a big one for us. So we, uh, we love getting those as well. And, um, you know, the iTunes review is something that uh, uh, when we get them, we like to read them online uh, on the episode. Excuse me. So. Before we get into it, we did get a new review that we want to read. I do want to go over an email that we get. It's not specific to this episode. However, it's by from Stephen Wood. We just got it last night. So Stephen is a guy that sent us over um, a few episodes back. He started getting into the episode. And he 
wrote this long email about, I think, the worst Kiss songs. And he compared our list with his list, put up brackets, showed his pick versus mine and your pick. And then he picked out selections that he wanted to criticize, either our selections or whatever. He did the same thing for our episode 38 called Rock and Roll Hell. That was the back-to-back, worst back-to-back songs. So he critiqued our selections, and then he gave us this breakdown of his. Oh, just to give him some credit, he wrote Hooligan Almost Human. Oh, what? I knew. I wanted oh, to say that out loud. You're dead um, to me. Yeah, <laughs> Little Caesar and Boomerang. You can't do that with Little Caesar there. No. While the City Sleeps, Murder and High Heels. Good one. <laughs> All for the glory and Danger Us. You like Danger Us. I, I love I mind. Danger. I love Danger Us. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind All for the Glory. That's the kind of sugar Papa likes, an easy thing. Oh, I like he's that. dead to me now, too. Uh, oh, there you go. So you're dead. Don't email anymore. <laughs> yeah. Let me know in kissing time. How the fuck do you put in let me know? Let me know is good. Kissing time is crap. Dude, eat your heart out and the devil is me. Oh, I can't I can't argue with that. You could have picked any two songs in a row from that album and put it on there. Anything that you find with Eat Your Heart Out next to it probably <laughs> just so bad. <laughs> we are one and you wanted the best. I'll no. agree with that. That's a great one. Bang bang you and no no no. How nope. dare you? No, dude, no. How dare you? How dare you? See you in your dreams and when you wish upon a star. Absolutely. Yeah, can't argue with that. Okay. Uh, thanks for the email. We love getting emails like Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Interaction yes. like that. Thank so great job on that. Yep. And Tom, we got a, a five-star review, right? On yeah, iTunes. We, yeah, we did. And like Zeus said, these are great. We, you know, We appreciate people that take the time to write these. We know everybody's busy, but these these reviews help us in terms of getting us out there and putting us up and you know in visibility. So this one comes from Kevin's on fire. Very cool name. The, the title is favorite kiss podcast. He said, I discovered these guys through decibel geek. Awesome. Thank you. Check out decibel geek. If you haven't, those guys have been around way longer than us. Good guys. Decibel geek discovered these guys through decibel geek and was hooked after episode one, just up to episode 39 now and really loving it. The way Tom and Zeus talk about Kiss is the way I talk to my closest Kiss Army buddy about them. They love Kiss, but get that you don't have to love everything about them, and it's perfectly okay to take some jabs. It's all in good fun, and that's exactly what the show is. Fun. Oh, and the Jerky Boys references are the cherry on top. (laughs) What the fuck kind of comment is that? I didn't say anything to deserve that, sir. Perfect. Kevin, thank you for taking the time. That is exactly the show in a nutshell right that great review thank you so much for writing that he gets it he gets it he absolutely um, gets it yep yeah so uh tom how do we end the show it's always those famous last words all right what do you got for us what do we got there all the king's horses all the king's men we're getting crazy again and again make up your mind it's time we get going. We're going to get on down. We're going to get on down. Oh, Paul, fucking relax, bro. Relax. Put your fucking shirt back on when you're posting <laughs> Twitter pictures. Hey, I'd like a picture naked of me, please. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he can't cuz he's got to he's got to listen to these lyrics I'm going to read. <laughs> I heard somebody knocking. So I opened the door. 
pure hat, shades, and a trench coat. I wasn't wearing that much more. She said she knew my secrets, but I didn't have a clue. Ah, then I saw those black lace panties <laughs> and I knew that it was you. The fact that Paul can identify someone by their black lace panties. Well, they bought matching ones, so he has the same ones. <laughs> so you he know, knew. Hearing you read that just gave me an idea. We need to have maybe a segment. Maybe we can take famous last words and turn it into a dramatic reading of kiss lyrics <laughs> there you go <laughs> oh man there you go oh, Tom, good thank you kiss army thank you zeus thank you kiss army thank you uh by the time you hear this hope you enjoyed that friday night live stream and also don't forget happy father's day out there it is this sunday happy father's day to everybody out there enjoy and take care happy father's day out there to everybody and uh, go listen to some Shout It Out Loud cast and some Jerky Boys and have some fun. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.